السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صنق الله مولانا العظيم وصنق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Most honorable ulama ikram, beloved brothers and elders All praises belong to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala Our creator, our sustainer, our cherisher, our nourisher Peace and salutations be upon our noble master Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam My beloved brothers it is not a mere formality that we speak about the honor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'm sure every one of us are well aware of the greatest catastrophes that has hit the ummah in this last week, wherein the honorable, noble, great personality of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his honorable wife, Hazrat Aisha Siddiqah radiallahu ta'ala anha, once again has come under attack. It is the right of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over us. As I said, this is not a mere formality. But rather, it should be a burning desire in the heart of every single believer that whatever is within our capacity and actually the thirst and the desire should be in our heart that we are prepared to give every drop of our blood. We are prepared to give every single drop of our blood in order to defend the honorable honor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The greatest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. Just to put this into perspective, many, many narrations with regards to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's love for his ummah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam as rahmatun lil alameen. Brothers, let us understand that the world was plunged into darkness, total darkness. It is the light of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala sent Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the illuminating light. And it is the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that lit up the world once again. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give every one of us the reality in our heart to be defenders of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to be true followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to be true ashikeen rasul, to be true real lovers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam said in the hadith so beautifully, he said, La yu'minu ahadukum hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi min walidihi wa waladihi wa nasi ajma'een. We have heard this hadith many times. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you can never have perfect and complete iman 
until I, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I don't become more beloved to you than your wife, your family, your children and the entire world put together. In essence, there should be no person or being more beloved to us after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Once, Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha mentions this narration. She said Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was at her place. He was in the home of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And she said, I noticed that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he was unusually very, very happy that day. So I took the opportunity and I said, O Nabi of Allah, make dua for me. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes dua for Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Allahumma ghfir li Aisha. O oh Allah, forgive Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And there's a reason why I chose this narration as well. As we go on, I will explain further. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is making dua for Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. The greatest of Allah's creation. The most beloved of Allah's creation. Imamul Anbiya, the Imam of all the Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. He's making dua for Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Allahumma ghfir li Aisha. Oh Allah, forgive Aisha radiallahu Forgive her. Ma taqaddama min dhambiha wa ma taakhar. Wallah, forgive her past, forgive her future. Wallah, forgive her sins that she may have committed openly. Wallah, forgive her sins that she may have committed in secrecy. She becomes so happy. She becomes ecstatic. In her own words she says, I couldn't contain my happiness, I couldn't contain my joy. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam witnesses this joy of mine. And he says, oh Aisha, it seems that you have, you have, you've become overjoyed with this dua that I've made to you. That is dua that I've made for you. She says, yes, O Nabi of Allah, such a dua. And who is making this dua? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers, listen to this narration carefully. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to her, O Aisha, this is the dua for my ummah after every salah. He said, O Aisha, this is the dua that I make for my ummah after every salah. Ulama tell us that our connection and our relationship with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has to be so deep that if you want to take an example of true love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then for us that example is none other than Siddiqi Akbar. They say the ulama tell us that after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the greatest person in this ummah was Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. There's a narration in Hayatul Sahaba. It is mentioned when the Muslims were very few in number. Plus minus about 83 or so in number. As Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he takes permission from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, O Nabi of Allah, give me permission, I want to preach Islam openly. Give me permission, I want to give dawah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala openly. I want to openly invite the people towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi Sallallahu explains to him, look, we're still low in number, our number is still a bit low. Nevertheless, Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala goes to the Kaaba and he starts inviting the people towards Islam. The narration mentions that the kuffar beat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala, they hit him so much, they beat him up to such a point, the narration mentions that one could not even recognize his face. 
Eventually his family take him away. It's a lengthy narration. And the narration mentions for over a day, almost one and a half days he was unconscious. The narration says the moment he regained consciousness, the moment he regained consciousness and his eyes opened, the first thing he asked his family, he said, tell me what is the condition of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Here is a man beaten to a pulp. The narration says that you couldn't even recognize his face. Unconscious. But the moment he regains consciousness, the first question he asks, what is the condition of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Eventually his family also leave him. They get tired of him. They say, no, we don't want to deal with you. You just got into a problem. Now again, you're only worried and concerned of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He's alone with his mother. He's alone with his mother. Again, he asks his mother. He says, oh my mother, tell me, what is the condition of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And he tells his mother, go to so and so person and inquire about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And then when he sees the reluctancy, initially he says to his mother that I take a qasam and I take an oath that I will not eat any food. I will not drink any drink. I will take nothing into my system until I come to know the condition of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and eventually they make the arrangements, it's a lengthy narration. But the point I want to make here is that even in this condition, there was only one concern that Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala had. What was the condition of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Ulama say he was so close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, such love he had shown for Nabi alayhi salatu was salam, that even on the occasion, even on the occasion of hijrat, everything that Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala had in his home, Whatever wealth he had, he took it and he spent it in a part of Allah. Hazrat Asma, his daughter said that my grandfather Abu Quhafa came to the house, he came to the home. And he asked me that, tell me what did your father leave behind? Your father's made hijrat, your father is leaving, he's gone, Muhammad sallallahu What did he leave behind? She said, to pacify my grandfather, I took him to the house in the niche where my father would keep some money, etc., I covered it with a cloth. My grandfather was blind. I took his hand. I placed it over it. And I told him, don't worry. Allah is, oh, don't worry. Oh, my grandfather, my father has left enough for us. He said, by the qasam of Allah, there was absolutely nothing. My father took everything. Nabi Sallallahu mentioned in one narration, he said, that, ma nafa'ani malu ahadin, ma nafa'ani malu Abi Bakr. He said that nobody's wealth has benefited me like the wealth of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala. Abu Bakr showed us how to love Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. That on the occasion of his father accepting Islam, he brings his father an old man. After the conquest of Makkah, after Makkah is conquered, he brings his father Abu Quhafa to recite the shahada. To get the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam Abu Bakr, why did you bring your father to me? He's an elderly man. If you told me, I would have come to your father. He said, no, O Nabi of Allah, it's the right that he comes to you. His father takes the shahada. Abu Bakr Alano becomes emotional. He starts crying. And then he explains to the people, he says, that this emotion that I'm feeling is that today it would have pleased me more. It would have made me more happy to see the uncle of Rasulullah reciting the shahada than my own father. Because I know what it would have meant to the heart of Rasulullah There was a sahabi, 
by the name of Thawban radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was amongst those people that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had freed. Amongst the slaves that Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam had freed. So he was generally a very cheerful person. And it is mentioned that he would take special joy by looking at the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sahaba say, there was no face more beautiful than the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One sahabi said, that when I looked at the moon and I looked at the face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, by Allah, the face of my beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was more beautiful than the 14 full moon. So Nabi Sassam sees the Sahabi, Hazrat Thawban radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he's very sad. He's not his usual, normal, bubbly self. So Nabi Sassam approaches him, he says, Oh Thawban, today I'm seeing you're not your usual self, you're not in that happy state. He said, O Nabi of Allah, whenever I see you, my heart is filled with excessive joy. I cannot contain my happiness. Just the mere gaze at your blessed face, it lifts me spiritually. It lifts me spiritually just to see your blessed face. And a thought crossed my heart. And this thought has brought, has brought great pain to my heart. That on the day of Qiyamah, when Hisab and Kitab is taken, and Allah makes the decision, and you will be entered into the highest, the highest stages of Jannah, then you will be in the company of the Anbiya, you will be in the company of the Prophets. And we are not going to get to see your face. We are not going to share that special company with you again. So on account of that fear of separation from you, O Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it's caused me great pain. The narration mentions on account of this Sahabi's love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses, وَمَن يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسُنَ أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقًا Allah ta'ala says that whoever will be obedient, whoever will obey Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whoever will obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he will enjoy the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He will enjoy the companionship of the martyrs. He will enjoy the companionship of the siddiqeen. He will enjoy the companionship of the pious people in Jannah. My beloved brothers, it is necessary for us that we are living in such a time that every one of us have to take responsibility in our homes, in our, com- in our communities, in our circle of friends, that the position that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa holds in our heart, the position that Nabi alayhi salatu holds to every believer, because we're living in a time, and this is the reality, where if you speak out against ills of society, and you speak out against open sin, and you speak out about things that are beyond even what human beings should be doing, you speak about LGBTQ and you speak about these type of things which has become so prevalent in society today, then it's problematic and people will want to silence you. But people openly can discuss and openly they can speak and openly they can say what they like regarding the honorable and the noble. You know that they can just say what they want to say 
regarding the honorable and the noble position of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. It becomes the responsibility of every believer via our tongue, via our actions, via every means possible that we become defenders of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We become the defenders of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We become the defenders of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We find that not only on Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, but even on the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Quran tells us very very clearly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa azwajuhu ummahatuhum that the position that the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hold in our heart that they hold in this deen is that they are as a mother in your life that is the positions of the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and in fact more than the, the love and the care that the person will have for his own mother it should be increased and it should be even more when it comes to the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As I mentioned this narration in the beginning, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, Rasulullah sallallahu made dua for her. They say her position in the court of Allah was so high. Brothers understand this. Because the reality of the situation is today, many people are exposed to internet, many people are exposed to social media, etc. And when you will go on the internet and you will search certain things, and you will see the sites that come up, many of them are there. And the vile, and the ill things, and the comments that they speak about with regards to the Sahaba Ikram, really sometimes you won't even say that regarding your own enemy. And every day, it has been the, every week in the Jummah Salah, it has been the practice of the Salafus Salihin. If you study the khutubat of the pious from the time of Sahaba Ikram till now, you will find that hadith wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warns the ummah with regards to the high and noble position of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the khatib in Jumu'ah will recite it. And we all know it also. Allah, Allah fi ashabi, la tattakhidhum gharadam min ba'di, faman ahabbahum fabihubbi ahabbahum, waman abghadahum fabibughdi abghadahum. Nabi sallallahu said, O kama call to this effect, Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to my companions. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to my companions. Guard your tongue. Be very, very careful what you say regarding the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Nabi sallallahu said, don't make them your targets. Don't try now to think that you know more than them. Don't try to look for faults. They are people whose lives have been stamped by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Radiyallahu anhum wa radu an. Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the people who stood with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brothers, I ask you a question for a moment. As I said, this is not a formality of a bayan. But this is something that we need to ask ourselves and every one of us have to make a decision. That what position will Sunnah, what position will Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam, what position will Deen hold in my life? Can you for a moment just think what our life would have been if we didn't have Deen? For a moment, if we didn't have the Kalima, what would our life have been? Where we, where would we have been? What would have been our outcome? What would we have, where would our life? What would we have been doing? How indebted are we? To Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How indebted are we to the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And then Nabi sallallahu said in the hadith, and every Friday we hear these words, these beautiful words, we hear it every Friday. Nabi sallallahu said, whoever loves my companions, 
then it's because of the love that he has for me that he loves them. وَمَنْ أَبْغَضَهُمْ And whoever dislikes them, whoever has hated for them, then it's because of the hatred that he has for me that he has hated for them. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she was that great companion of Rasulullah sallallahu who was the wife of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. She was so close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that Allah ta'ala decided that even the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi would happen in her home. She was the last. The ulama say, she was so close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the last thing to enter the mouth of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam in one narration, he took his miswak, as Aisha made it soft, she chewed it a little bit to make the miswak soft, and Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam made miswak. Say many a times, ulama tell us, that wahi would come whilst Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was laying with Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. There were times when Jibreel alayhi salatu wa sallam would come and he would say that Allah has sent salam to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. And when the hypocrites, when they accused her of an act which she didn't do, it's a lengthy incident, we're not going to go into it, our time is almost up already. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it that not even on the tongue of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did Allah speak of her chastity, but rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it that ten verses of Qur'an, ten verses of Qur'an were revealed to prove the innocence, the purity, the chastity and the nobility of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. As I said, beloved friends, this should be in the heart of every believer. And this should be instilled in the heart of our children, our wives, our families, our localities. That we will defend the honor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We will defend the honor of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We will defend the honor of the honorable wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anything connected to our deen, we must be in the forefront to practice upon it. And we must be in the forefront to protect it. This is the responsibility of every Muslim. It is mentioned in the Quran under the embed of this verse, Inna kafeinaka al mustahzi'in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allama ibn Kathir and other Mufassirin mention as well that there were five people. There were few others as well, but in particular this verse was revealed regarding five people. One of them was Walid bin Mughira. These five people they would mock and they would cause great pain to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So once Ibrahim came and he asked Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa regarding each one of these people. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said that these people are bad people, they are evil people. And obviously they would cause great pain to Rasulullah sallallahu especially Walid bin Mughira. And the Mufassirin mentioned that Jibreelim comforted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He said, Allah has revealed these verses that Allah is sufficient for you. You don't need to fear them, you don't need to have any worry for them, you are under the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah made it that each and every one of them died a terrible death. They mocked at Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah made it they died a terrible death. This Walid bin Mughira, one example that we can take. See, he was walking with his shawl. Allah makes mention of the narration. And he's walking with his pride. And he's walking, you know, with... Uh, you know, in a manner with, with, his, with his ego and his arrogance. So Allah Ta'ala made it that he walks and as he's walking, he stamps and his foot gets into a, an arrow. 
And now that pride doesn't even allow him to look further down. So he continues walking like this. And eventually this becomes the end of him. Is this, this arrow goes right through his entire leg. And Allah makes it that this becomes the means of his destruction. One of them becomes blind. That becomes the means of his death. One of them begets a, a very, very serious, severe illness in his stomach. And he becomes, it, it, causes him to, it causes him to die. One of them, pus and blood continuously came out of his ears. These are not fairy tales it's in the narration. This was on account of them mocking, on account of them finding fault with Rasulullah One of the Mufassirin mentioned that this Walid bin Mughira, he falsely accused Nabi Sassam of one thing. One thing. He falsely accused Nabi Sassam of one thing. In Audhu Billah he said, Majnoon. He said Nabi Sassam is mad. Naudhu Billah. Allah protect us and save us. The Mufassirin mentioned in one place in Quran, Allah spoke about ten of his evil qualities which are exceptionally true. Once, Allah mentioned ten of his evil qualities. That he would be a person who carries tales. Be a person who has, uh, you know, he prevents people from doing good. He's a person who takes false oaths. He's a person uh, who prevents good. He's a person who carries tales. All his different aspects of the evils of his life, Allah makes mention of it. And then Allah mentions one particular quality. Allah says that he is zanim. He's such a person whose parentage hasn't been established. Now you must know he is the leader of the Quraysh. He's a big person. He's a big man in society. And here the verses of Quran are being revealed regarding him. So he goes to his mother. And he says to his mother, that, Oh my mother, what the Quran of Muhammad is saying about me, Every quality there, I, I agree it's true. That is me. I carry tales. I'm an evil person. I'm very harsh. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person who breaks up society. Uh, this is all in me. But there's one thing that his Quran mentions. His Quran says that my parentage is uncertain. My father is not established. Tell me, oh my mother, what is the story here? She says, yes, I had an affair and you were born out of wedlock. This is the position of those who chose to try and mock Rasulullah. Just chose to try and insult Rabbi Sallallahu in this way. Allah Ta'ala disgraced them. Qiyamat tak, people will read about their destruction. People will read about their disgrace. In essence, our time is already up. The message for today, brothers, is that it is the responsibility of every Muslim... It's a responsibility of every reciter of kalima, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And more so now, when the deen of Allah, when the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when the noble character, and the noble position of Rabbi alayhi salatu wasallam is under attack, that now we go out of our way to establish the deen of Allah. We go out of our way to establish the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in every regard. Like Thawban radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when he had that concern, that what is going to happen if I'm separated from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, O Thawban, remember Allah revealed the verses of Quran, whoever will be obedient, whoever will obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whoever will follow the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he will enjoy the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He will enjoy the companionship of the Anbiya alayhi wa sallam. He will enjoy the companionship of the martyrs. I'll end on this incident in the life of Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala. A famous incident, but we can take lesson from it. Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu Abu Dawud's narration, Nabi Sallallahu said to him, O Mu'adh, inni uhibbuk, O Mu'adh, indeed I love you. 
When Nabi Sallallahu is sending him to Yemen, Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam is walking with him out of Medina Munawwara. And he's giving him different advices. Eventually when they reach a certain point, Nabi Sallallahu says to Mu'adh ibn Jabal, he says, Oh Mu'adh, it is possible that when you come to Medina Munawwara, you won't see me, but you'll pass by my cover. The narration says, Mu'adh ibn Jabal couldn't contain himself. He burst out crying. He knows that this is the last time these eyes of mine are going to see this beautiful face of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It's the last time that these ears of mine is going to hear the beautiful voice of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The narration says when Nabi sallam seen him cry, Nabi sallam also started to cry, and Nabi sallam turned his face away. He couldn't contain to see the pain on the face of Muadh ibn Jabal. And then Rasulullah sallallahu said the golden thing. He gave the beautiful advice to Muadh ibn Jabal. Which still today every one of us can take hope from this beautiful advice of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. He said, Ya Mu'adh, O Mu'adh, Inna awla nasi bi al-muttaqoon, Man kanu wa haythu kanu. He said, O Mu'adh, the closest people to me, Inna awla nasi bi, the closest people to me, O Mu'adh, al-muttaqoon, are those people who have taqwa, those people who fear Allah, those people who obey me, those people who obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man kanu wa haythu kanu. Whoever he is and wherever he may be. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala bless us all with the true love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa afri da'wana alhamdulillahi wa